And here we go, sales chatter. We got a new process here today and we're actually gonna be streaming to Instagram as well. And I'm waiting for the stream to come through and there officially live. Um, so here is the deal today. We are gonna talk about giving you some strategies, some tools, some ideas on how to adjust if you've already done your projections or actually do your projections in a little bit of a different style. Little kind of cool things I've asked myself, kind of a couple of questions, four or five questions to find out if I'm really in tune with my market, with my customers and my projections for 2024. So let's hit it. Well, all right. So here we go, my friends. Um, when it comes to projections, right, I, I think probably most of you have done a lot of the mistakes that I've made in my career when it comes to projections, right? Um, I've looked at it, you know, I can remember back vividly when I first started, a lot of my business came in September, October, November. Um, those three months were busier than ever. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. It was, I enjoyed it a lot because I had the summer to golf pretty much as much as I wanted. Um, I didn't have um, the ups and downs annually, but those three months, it was like no vacation. I knew I was going 16, 15, 16 hours a day for those three months straight. That was kind of like my routine leading into Christmas. And for all of you that, all of you that Follow me or that have heard my story. It's because I did a lot of wrapping paper. Um, so my two major accounts when I first started were Quill Wrap and, and Plusmark, both of which were the largest uh, manufacturers of wrapping paper. I think the only two actually at that point in North America. So all the wrapping paper in North America came out of these two facilities. And so you can imagine the just chaos that went from September to November. But what I always found is in November, I had at the end of November, beginning of December, I hadn't made a sales call since September, right? So I'm sitting down to do my projections with, with my bosses at the time and I'm going, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna crush, you know, I'm gonna do this much GP in January, this much in February, this much in March. And one thing that became really clear when I didn't do that much GP was the fact that I had no pipeline. I had nothing was full. I, I had nothing to, I, I mean, I was literally starting from scratch because if you just stop following up with somebody for three and a half months and then refollow up, don't do never expect to just pick up where you left off. Right. So what I felt was that I was starting from scratch, but in my head, I was like, Oh no, no, no. I got all these sales leads in my system. Like it was just going to keep rolling. And not to mention January, February, two of the slowest months of the year. So what I started doing is I started to look at that and I started to look at my business. I started to look at my calls. I started to look at my outbound and I started to relate how many outbounds that I need to make one sale. And that's the way I kind of judged it. But there was four to five questions that I always started asking myself, which really gave me a good understanding on how to sanitize my pipeline to really understand what my next series or my next round or whatever the wording you want to use of closes of new customer onboardings I was going to get. Um, and so what I wanted to do today is I wanted to review four of these questions with you because I think they're the four major questions that I would ask 
um, anyone in this position right now, if anyone were to say to me, okay, I got a hot lead, right? Because in essence, January and February are really your hot leads that are gonna close. So your additional GP, you know, well, number one, understanding your present client base, like how many of them are shipping in January? What is their typical process? Is it is it like returns in January or are they still shipping out? Is it then now their slow season? Like these are all pieces of your projections that you should know. So I'm gonna assume that you know. If you don't know, um, one of the big things you should do today is you should reach out to every single customer and find out exactly when they're busy and slow season are, what their projections are for January. And if you're looking for kind of a lead in for that, I would suggest you do something like, you know, hello, Mr. or Mrs. Customer. Um, I want to prepare some capacity for you in the new year. And in order to do that, um, I just need to understand a little bit about what you expect down the pipe of the next 30, 60 days. You give me an estimate. Is it busier? Is it slower than normal? Is the current market conditions impacting that? Like, those are the questions you ask to really get an idea. Is, okay, this is my baseline for January and February, right? Now that you've got your baseline, you can look at your hot leads and say to your hot leads, you start asking a couple of questions, right? So number one is, why are they buying from me? And this is a, to me, this is one of the most important questions you will ever ask on any single customer that you bring in. And I, I say this because if you don't understand the exact reason your customer buys from you, you say, wait, is it because you won an award? Is it because you developed some really cool, um, you know, group or premium logistics package that they want? Excuse me, are you solving a major problem that you're presently experiencing that's inflicting major pain on? Like, you know, ask yourself this question. And if you can't answer it, in my opinion, they're not really a hot lead. And let me explain to you why. Because this is the fundamental of why they're choosing to go with you as opposed to an incumbent, right? Unless you have a company that literally just started up and has just started shipping and they know not nobody else, then there always is going to be somebody in there shipping for them, right? So why are they choosing you over that person? Are they choosing you and that person because they're expanding and they're wanting extra capacity? Like these are all reasons for buying. If you can't answer that, they're not a hot lead. I can tell you that right now. You might think you're closing, but you're not going to close them because you don't understand why they're buying. And when you understand why they're buying from you, every one of your decisions and your conversations project towards that buying decision, okay? So that's number one. Number two is, do you understand their business and how you fit into their goals for 2024, into their plans? Now, this is super important because let's say, for example, you're that secondary supplier coming in. And so, you fit into their plans when their business expands, right? So again, understanding when they're busy and slow season are, what January, February looks like for them. Now you start asking the question, where do I fit into this plan? And if you're the secondary supplier, hypothetically, we'll use the same scenario the whole way through all these questions. If you're the secondary supplier. You fit into the plan when their business grows. 
So when is that business growing? Does that business not grow until April or May? Well, then you can't include this customer in any kind of projections for January, February, and probably not even April. You'd probably have to do it in May. So for Q1, that hot lead might not be included in any of these projections. So ask yourself, where do you fit into these plans for 2024? If, you're, if you fit into the plans where they've got a headache, they've got a pain that's unbearable, and you, you have a solution, and they're just saying, you know what, let's just wait for the holidays to be over. You know, we're sitting here December 19th right now. You know, wait for the holidays to be over. And when they're over, then we'll get you in the door. Okay, how long is that going to take? What do you need from me leading up to Jan 1 to get in the door? Because you need to understand this to put this in your projections for January and February. What's the volume? You know, what kind of, how are we going to integrate me into the system? How are we going to do it all at once? Is it going to be a slow burn? Are we going to like you know, go one, two, three, four, five steps. Those five steps are we doing a step a week. So now you can't really include this customer in your January projections. You can put them in your February projections, okay? So understanding how you fit into their overall plans for 2024. Then obviously, you know, do you have agreed upon rates? Um, I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to he says, I got hot leads. Perfect. Okay. You know, why are they buying from me? I'm not really sure. I mean, I submitted rates. Okay. Did you get confirmation back that they're good? No, 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 no. I just submitted them. We haven't been able to speak, but we had a great conversation. Okay, well, that's not a hot lead. Now, I'm sure most of you understand this, but some people have really hot leads that they've never you know, you might have certain lanes from they say, hey, we got these new lanes coming up in the new year. We're going to give them to you, but you don't have pricing in on it. And they don't have competitive pricing in on it, meaning the competition's price. So how do you know? Like, what if this lane, this area is not of one that you're, you know, vastly involved in? So maybe you don't have suppliers that you have connections. And let me explain to you why. Think of it like this. When I was at my last corporate company, I was dealing with Hertz. And I'm sure I've shared this story before. So Hertz... Um, they do a lot of rentals, like excavating equipment and dump trucks and dozers and, you know, huge excavating equipment. Hertz actually rents a lot of this stuff as well, not just cars to people. And I mean, I had a stack at one point. We were doing business with them and then people started realizing Hertz was doing this. So a bunch of different suppliers started coming in and cutting the rates. And um, at one point, I'm going to say it was probably like a four or five month period where we would rate two or three times a day. And we had a stack of rates. It had to have been two, three inches thick. Um, and I get a call from my senior vice president saying, hey, listen, there's a gentleman that's like huge into mining, understands everything about flat, but really intelligent guy. This guy is like super slick when it comes to the flatbed, the OD, the overweight, the oversize, like all of that stuff. Um, so he says, you know, you haven't really done anything in four months. And the last time you did something, I mean, it was very low margin. Would you mind handing it over to him? And I said, you know what? By all means, take it and I'll give him the stack of quotes. Like we can't, we quote on it. We just can't seem to make money on it. Okay. Within like three weeks, the guy was doing five grand a week with him. GP. Because he had the connection. So this is what I mean by, and, and maybe I should have said a better question would have been, you know, what's your process for this person? What's your, your formula? What's that operational ground foundation for them as opposed to pricing? But to me, that 
pricing comes with all of that conversation. Like if somebody says, what's your price? It's like, no, no, no. What do you need? How do you need it? Why do you need it? What's the goal? What, you know, what is the long-term vision? Okay. And then I price accordingly, because if it's just, no, I just need it one time. You're going to get a higher price if there's no commitment to me, because I got no commitment to you. And so, and that's just being real people. I mean, you're probably all the same. If, if somebody's coming to you and you're losing every third or fourth load and you're getting one load a month, you're just going to throw a rate out there and you get it, you get it. You're going to move on. Right. But as opposed to somebody that says, okay, here's the plan. Like, this is what we're looking long term. We've got to try to get these KPIs and goal markers and it changes. So that's what I mean by pricing, right? We had pricing in place with, with this, this company, but the pricing in place we had with this company, we weren't able to compete in the market. Whereas the pricing he put in place was still good pricing for the customer. How in the heck does he manage to make the revenue? Because he understands the players. So when I say pricing, it's from both ends, both on the customer and your, your team that's going to move the freight for you if you're broke. Okay. And then lastly, this is the question that I've been kind of diving into for the last 13 minutes is when is their busy season or do they have a busy season? So if you are looking at these prospects to be added to your projections for 2024 and you don't know when they're going to be in shipping, if they have a busy season, their volume, their their way, their mode, they're not a hot prospect. And again, we're talking about hot prospects and projecting with hot prospects. They're not a hot prospect. They're not one that you can count on coming in until you understand, hey, these guys' busy season is Q2. So I'm going to plug them in for Q2 projections. My Q1 projections are going to be X. So you can move in and think of think of the calendar year like a board. Like behind this camera, I've got four, four levels with three slots per level. And it's almost like a tic-tac board. And I move things around based on the month. So I look at it and I say one quarter, two quarter, three quarter, four quarter. I have it set up on my calendar. So when I look at this camera, all I do is move my camera when I'm done shooting. And there's my year calendar. I can tell you exactly what six months from now on that calendar. And that's how I plug in customers. I plug them in and say, okay, I'm looking at a start date of, you know, April 1st or April 15th. So I'm going to plug this customer into mid Q2 to be realistic with my projections, right? So, and and here's why I say this, because um, human nature creates anxiety, creates overwhelm, creates frustration. And what I mean by that is, by you maybe overextending your projections, right? Um, companies use projections for a multitude of things in their business, whether it be borrowing money, whether it be estimating, say, whatever the case may be. Your projections are a big part of that. And one thing I've seen for a lot of people is they, they come in and they don't necessarily think through a lot of these what happens is come the end of February, right? They said they were going to do 40 G's GP. They never spoke to their customers about what was going on in the months coming up, um, what they saw happening, right? Are there still issues getting raw materials? Like I have a customer right now. They've got millions of, of pieces on order. They can't fulfill them because they can't find raw material. Now, going 
if I hadn't asked this, they would be part of my January projections. But I've now said, okay, so what do you, when do you think? And they're like, we're hoping by mid-January, by the time we fire things up, it could be mid-February before we get moving again. So I've pulled the entire GP portion of this customer out of my January projection. Because the last thing I want to do, and the last thing I'm sure you want to do, and the last thing that your managers want, or your supervisors want, or your company want, is for you to say, I'm going to be here. And then you're here for two, three months in a row. Now you've got this that almost not almost feels insurmountable and now what happens now you get deflated as as a salesperson now your company might be saying hey what the hell is going on like you say a and b is happening you say you're going to be here we projected you to be here and you're here right like so these are all things that we as sales reps this is on us it's on us to know I mean, I remember when I would present projections, I'd have like a 14-page manual almost with my projections and what I expect to do and how I expected to attain them. And, and a lot of people were like, well, this is way too much. I just need a number. But that, that number is just not something you shoot out there. Now, some of you might say, yeah, I can shoot out a number. You know, being in the deficit doesn't bother me. Okay, then don't do it. But I would suggest that you follow these strategies because – as you move, you create that relationship with your customer. As you ask them these questions, they sit back and they go, huh, that's pretty professional. It's interesting that you wanted to know that. You wanted to understand that. I should probably look into that more because I'm not really even sure. You know, there, I've had customers say that to me. You know what, Dan, that's a good, good, good call. I, I've never even thought what's happening in January. Let me go talk to sales and see what kind of orders we've got coming down the pipe because I know it's slow. People are on vacation. I, I, I've got to figure out if I, you know, what kind of volumes I have to make sure we can keep this thing moving properly, right? So it's it's for everybody's benefit that you ask these questions and really dive deep with your customer. You know, the first couple are for you and the last couple are for your customer, right? Like, how do you fit into their plans? That's for you. Those plans will base you your your actual close date or your close period based on those plans, but those plans, you fit into the equation because, you know, we'll go back to that example, because they're expanding their capacity. If they don't expand their capacity till mid-summer, well, now you're in two and three, like three and four even, if you will, right? So that's what I wanted to make sure everybody understood today, because I know your projections are already in. Like, listen, we're sitting here 19th of December. Y'all got your projections in, like, you know, companies are asking for this stuff in November, but you might want to rethink some of this and not to mention now is a really, really great time for all of you that have hot prospects that have customers to sit down with them, you know, to give you a reason to say, here's a holiday cheer. Thank you very much for everything. And start asking these questions, you know, with the year we just had with coming off of COVID with all the overspend with maybe the additional warehousing and additional like stories that you had of goods. Where are you at selling them? Are you putting any specials on? What's the kind of strategy for the sales team in January? And start asking these questions. Start really digging deep and caring about where your customer's at and what your customer's goals are, because that is going to be the results that you are going to right? If your customer goal is to reduce shipping costs by 15% and you are you're only at a 15% margin, well, you got no profit left in this customer if they reduce it by 15%. 
unless you get creative and figure out other ways to reduce costs in order to help them out. So, but instead of just kind of, and the reason I'm saying this is because instead of being kind of not caught off guard, well, yeah, caught off guard because all of a sudden you start losing freight because they found somebody cheaper. You want to get in there and you want to understand all of this. I hope that makes sense to you. Um, we've got a couple of comments here. Uh, 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 uh. So, I hope that makes sense to everyone. Um, I hope you asked yourself these questions. I hope you take the time to sit down with your customers and go over this step by step by step to really help you build that relationship, to really help you conform and, and solidify that relationship moving forward. But more importantly, to help you understand where your customers are going, how they plan on getting there and where you fit into the picture. Because if you don't figure out exactly where you fit into the picture, you're a wandering generality inside the company, right? And in order for long-term business to be truly healthy for both parties, there's gotta be victories on both sides. And that comes when you understand what they need to be done and you have the ability, you have the, the manpower, you have the, you know, you possess all the tools, let's say, to get it done. All right. Till next time, my friends, remember, go out there, make every call educational and crush your sales. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.